Hello and welcome to the Uninformed Handball Hour and it is our third preview podcast of the EHF European Championship and we have a very very special guest and to introduce you to that guest I'm just going to run through a few things that uh, this player has achieved over the last little while. There was an European Championship gold in 2020, an Olympic bronze medal, then a World Championship gold medal 2021, where she also became the all-star left-back. That year, she also achieved an EHFCL gold medal. She also became the Final Four MVP with Vipers. Then she managed to win the Norwegian Player of the Year that year as well. Moving on from that, she won the Danish Championship Player of the Year. And most important of all, she was the 2021 Uninformed Handball Hour Player of the Year. (laughs) I think it's clear right now who we're going to be talking about, and that is Henny Reisad, who has been a a star skyrocketing over the last couple of years. She's achieved all of that between the ages of 20 and 23. So still a young player for uh, many in this world, but achieved so much. So Brian and Chris got a chance to speak to her. And I think we can just go straight into that. Thank you for joining us, Henny. Heading into your fifth championship now with Norway, which is pretty uh, wild considering uh, you're still so young, but we're so used to seeing you at these championships now. How do you feel that your your role in this Norway team has developed over the last few years? I'm actually glad it has. Uh, I, I still feel like uh, it wasn't so long ago I, I was a young and new player uh, in the team, but... Uh, I feel like like my role has uh, also developed uh, natural with time. Uh, so, so I'm I'm comfortable in in this role. and I'm excited like learn more in in that role as well. I think for a lot of people at previous tournaments, people were surprised to see you in your form, especially as an impact player. So coming off the bench, is that something that you think about, or do you just trust that you're you trust the system? And you're happy just to help in any way possible, even if it is coming off the bench. Actually, I I feel like I'm more of like I can trust the process more because I understand the strength in team and that to have me as an, a player that can come from the bench like after 50 minutes with with a lot of energy and fresh legs, I think that's uh, that's so good for the team. But also, especially like last times, it's been. Uh, just different because you know I also want to play a lot of course and just have my like use my strength uh, as as we can but I know that it was the best for the team and it has worked <laughs> so good as well the former championship so so therefore I think it's uh, for me it's been very good it's such an interesting thing because we're, we're looking at you particularly in the last couple of years and we're like okay here's 
one of the best players, if not the best player in the world at the moment, and she's waiting to come on and, and being thrown on. I mean, it's a great thing for Norway to be, for the team to be able to have you to throw you in there, but I guess, you know, there, there has to be some kind of frustration there. But you, you certainly in the World Championship last year, you uh, seemed to make a real statement and, and take over games, and, and the final, I think, was huge for that when you're about to head to these championships now and you're trying to make an impact just for yourself and also for the national team is that something you think about trying to like make a statement or or grow within the team or is it something that is more seen from the outside no i think it's definitely something i I think about and especially that in our team we always want to get the most out of our players Uh, and uh, i think that for me as well it's really important to get the most out of me and of course it's dif- so different from from uh, one game to another on uh, how I succeed and how uh, what is best for the team uh, but uh, I think also when playing with Stine and Nora they they know my qualities so so well that that we have like so good conversation and dialogue on on what we can do to to be the best as possible. So what are your qualities then? You mentioned your qualities there. Could you outline them for <laughs> us? So, <laughs> I think especially in uh, with the national team when playing with mostly Nordenstein, I think I can also use like my my shot from a distance. That's been better the, uh, over the few years, and I I really try to like develop that as the main uh, thing uh, of my qualities. But I think just my my speed and uh, explosiveness fit very good into the team and how we play when we want to play fast uh yeah how many fast breaks and score those kinds of goals <laughs> there was a really nice interview we saw from i think it was last month the end of last month uh on tv2 norway where it was you and nora side by side in esbjerg and basically arguing over uh, which one of you is the best and, and it has to be really i guess nice seeing or knowing that someone there who's a few years older, who you've I guess, grown up watching, who is basically saying that you're the most complete player in the world and, and an antelope as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, that seemed like a very sweet uh, way to look, looking at each other when you're discussing this and also looking at how different you are as players and, um, and how the, the two of you in particular with then Stina in the middle, offer very different things in the attack. Yes, I think like it's just a huge compliment for me that that Nura says that, uh, like she says it to me, uh, because I know like what she she has experienced uh, from her her career and her like what she knows uh, about players and handball in general. She just has so much. Uh, she just understands it so well, and for for her then to say that. Uh, she looks like me at, uh, as uh, one of the best. It just, uh, it's, yeah, it means a lot. And at, in the interview itself, you were both very uh, complimentary of each other. And you said there that you, you see her as one of, the, one of the best and she sees you as one of the best. I know it's full of compliments and all smiles and, and laughing, but is there something deep inside you that drives you on when you're playing with her as well to think, okay, Nora's doing this and Nora's doing that. I have to really push myself now to be as good. Yes, definitely. And she... Of course, she has some like demands on on what she expects of you. But when she also knows how good you can be, uh, she she's very good to see difference on uh, on how 
in what way you play and uh, how much energy you come into the game with if you're fully if your head is like fully turned on she can see that uh, if it's if you're there or not and uh, therefore she you get a bit more focused when she's also there reminding you of uh, how good you can be and what like what qualities she and the team needs me to be in, like to have and to use so what's she like then when you don't play well <laughs> she can be actually she can be really understanding if there's something she sees that i'm not successful with or, or if i'm not playing that well but she's all, always trying to make me succeed actually so if it's not going well she's trying to give me tips or advice on what uh, what can i do to be better or what can i do uh, different so i can succeed better like even if it's uh, if i should go outside more than inside or if i should shoot up or down and she knows everything of that because she's well prepared and she's a smart ammo player it feels like even though you're super young still that there is a big transition in the team this time of seven players who are going to play in their first championship with Norway so your role off the court I guess has changed a little bit as well you're one of the most experienced players now in a way and uh, almost certainly going to be a a starter so do you feel that now as well coming into this pre-championship camp and the way that you're talking to players or the way maybe you're expected to talk to players that you're uh, you've maybe grown in stature off the court as well? Yes, there's definitely a difference now that there are seven uh, debutants and uh, almost everyone is younger than me. I think it's like both of that for me because I still feel pretty young and that like the age different from those who are debutants to me, it's not big at all. Mm. So I can feel like closer to that. But also since I have like going into my fifth championship and I've been through uh, many experiences with this national team, I also have a lot to to bring into the table for uh, to them and I can learn them a lot so so I feel like I can uh, yeah help them with the, a lot also because I'm younger as well so when you see so many young people coming into the team do you get reminded of the feelings that you had coming into the team and maybe the nervousness and everything that comes with it as well yes definitely and I I don't even feel that uh, it's so long ago I had those feelings uh, because I feel like the last four championship because it was the Olympics as well it's not been uh, so like uh, it's just been four years so like my first championship I, I really felt that and then the second I was injured my my back and then felt like I went a step back and then came into the championship in 2020 again so so I don't feel like it's been a long time from yeah, having those feelings that also so therefore I also try to help them uh, maybe a bit extra because I also know so good how how it feels and it's 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 no way around those feelings <laughs> it's like when you're here it's so natural to, to feel it is there anything in particular you remember that you do or, or still do now to deal with those feelings for me, it's just to find something that I'm comfortable with, something or someone. Uh, so I I have some some places or things I can do so I can fully relax and uh, let my mind relax. Uh, because when you're fresh in the team, it's like you have your head have to be 
fully turn on when you're on training and when you're eating and when it's social or meetings so it's you're using your brain a lot uh, to like be aware on anything on everything so just to have something you can switch up with so you're talking about maybe singing (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i'm fully relaxed when i'm singing actually (laughs) so i would say something else (laughs) because we've been blessed with your singing skills at uh, final fours and you get up on the mic and i think it was a, a surprise for a lot of people to hear that when you have maybe social nights with your teams, whether it be club or international teams, that you often like to engage in some karaoke or singing? <laughs> uh, I, I, first of all, I wouldn't say that blessed is a word. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I, now everyone knows that I'm a bad singer, so I'm not, I'm not afraid to take the microphone on karaoke or if it's a song I know. So I just, I think it's really fun. Well, I think when you when you win the gold medal in any event, you can do whatever you want, really, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I felt as well in the final four a few years ago. On on that, on the Norwegian side, I'm always super interested talking to Norwegian players from the past and present about the expectation or the tradition of Norwegian teams on the women's side. Like it is basically a Christmas tradition. It won't be this time because it's in November. Uh, but the whole nation seeing the team, you know, charge towards gold. And I guess it was the same for you growing up as a as an uh, emerging handball player as well. It wasn't quite that when you joined the team, so there was a little bit of a a rebuilding process going on. But the last couple of years with the the European and the the World Championship gold, the bronze medal at the Olympics, that that aura of being a team that's automatically expected to go all the way is back. Uh, do you feel that as well within the team? Yes, I definitely feel it for for the team and for myself as well that that we are expected to go far. But that's I think that's not only based on previous results. That's also based on what team we uh, what team we have uh, and like uh, ha- all the qualities we are we know we have in our team. And when we know all of our qualities, that's so good. I think we have. Uh, all the good reasons to expect uh, a good result as well. Uh, so it's just the the big challenge is to to get those qualities out when when it's the most important. Thanks a lot, Henny, for taking the time to chat. Good luck with the rest of the preparation for the championship, and we'll see you in Slovenia. Thank you so much. It was a good chat, so I had fun. <laughs> good stuff. Well, we'll do it again soon. Thanks, Henny. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. You too. Bye. Being here with us to enjoy Vikers Christiansen's journey to this final and their triumph today. Brilliant team, brilliant champions, and a brilliant event here in Budapest. As they sing along. <laughs> and I think this is a first. Eddie <laughs> Rice starts singing along. Thank you, Henny, for singing us out there after a (laughs) wonderful interview. I really enjoyed that one. She can not only play handball, but she definitely can talk as well. So it was great to sit down with her and and chat with her. She really is rock and roll handball, isn't she? She's a star. She is rock and roll handball. Uh, And as we spoke about there, one of the most complete players in the game right now. She's a great playmaker. She's a wickedly good 
backcourt shooter. She can break through. She can steal the ball. She can counterattack. She can defend. She's smart. She's a gazelle. And clearly, from hearing from her as well, very mindful of what the team needs in Norway's case and thinking about the greater good. And although there's a, with every athlete, like an individualistic side to it, uh, her her willingness to do whatever was needed of her in the last couple of years in Norway uh, shone through and uh, nice to hear her speak about that as well. And it uh, it makes her very much a, a complete player. I, I like the fact that she uh, wasn't too happy about being a sub. You know, as much as uh, you say that she she does it for the team, but it's mm. good to see that fierce competitor element of her as well, knowing that uh, she's willing to give up um, some positions to, to make the team better, but she's not happy about it. She's going to be happiest when she's the leader and winning. And I think that's something that we probably expect in this championship for Norway. I think probably those days are probably behind her now, I'd, I'd imagine, oh, yeah. uh, in this Norway setup, especially this time out with Veronica and Chris Jansen not uh, participating in the HF Euro 2022. So she's going to be definitely uh, in the starting seven, you'd imagine, each each game. But uh, it was interesting to hear how she was talking about her relationship with Nora Mork as well. I think it's a very interesting dynamic between the two of them. Because when you look at the Norwegian backcourt, you've obviously her on the left, Steen Oftedal in the middle. And Norm Walk on the on the right, and it's amazing. First of all, how good all of those players are individually. Mm-hmm. Two, how well they play together, and then three, how di- how different they all are in terms of their style of play. <coughs> You've like uh, Henny Reistat, not just an unbelievable shooter, and as Norm Walk said as well, not just a shooter, not just all rock and roll handball, yeah. but also quite smart. Steen Oftedal, the most nightmarish person to mark off the ball, and then you have Norm Walk, who's just yeah, the best player in the world. <laughs> number one or number two I'm not sure <laughs> well as we as we said at the top of the show uh, Henny Reistat is the the official Uninformed Humble Hour Player of the Year 2021 so the, the reigning queen and yeah this this championship will will put those players under a little bit of a different scrutiny because the team as Henny alluded to is quite different this year as well there's seven debutants in the 19 woman squad this time uh, just looking at some of the players that are not there uh, you mentioned Veronica Christiansen she's going to have a, a surgery during that championship two players who pretty much have had the left wing in their pocket for the last few years Sanna Solberg and Camilla Haram both out pregnant at the moment Carrie Bratzett who is an amazing line player also out uh, at the moment so yeah there's a, a few holes to to fill in there in that team. Looking at the players that are coming in, I think there's still a lot of quality in there. And uh, in particular, I mentioned it just before when we were talking, Brian, about uh, on the, the left wing position, you have uh, a son of Ines Anderson, who is a two-time Champions League winner. So it's not exactly a bad player <laughs> to bring in on the left wing, but internationally, not so many caps to her name. Uh, the line player might be uh, a, a tricky position for them. Vilda Ingsta, who is uh, an Esbjerg player, so at least Norm Merck and any Reistad will know her very well and will be able to connect with her. Um, and then they have a player coming in, uh, Hoogseth from Storhammer. So that maybe isn't isn't a position when you think of the likes of Bratzett, you think of uh, Heidi Lurke, you think of uh, Frafjord, all the players they've had over the years that is maybe a little bit of a drop in the quality 
But then you have Ragnild Valadol coming in, the, the left back as well, who I think is a very exciting debutante. She's been brilliant at times over the last couple of years for Vipers. So she could be the new impact player in that regard, the player who comes on after 15 minutes and just bangs in a couple of goals uh, from 10, 11 metres out if necessary. So overall, uh, it's maybe a bit more of a transition than we're used to seeing from a Norwegian team that always bring in one or two players every time. This is a big swathe of new players, but at what is the beginning of a a new Olympic cycle, basically, for them, leading up to the Olympics in two years, I think it's a, it's a good time to do it. Yeah, I think they're probably going to need some of those new players then to step up this time out if they're going to be successful. It, their, their, ha- their hand or their arm was probably forced a little bit more than normal with, with all the absentees, but it's definitely going to be very interesting to see how they all gel and how they all work. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm actually not not too worried about it, and it comes down to what uh, the way Henny was talking about uh, Norm work as well. You know, when you have a player like that in the team who is constantly looking at winning and pushing everyone to be on her level, you can't do anything else but to get to that level. So that's that kind of winning mentality that Norway always has. So I'm not worried about these players who may have not had the biggest experience at the highest level to date. But when they step into that team of winners, they basically become winners in their mind and therefore just gel together. So I, I, I'm not worried about Norway kind of in this transition period. Yeah, they get the rub, as we'd say in boxing, when, you, when you're hanging around with players like that. Uh, as we say it. in boxing. As we say in boxing. I've no new jobs, don't worry. Uh, but as I say in boxing you get the rub yeah, we've seen it plenty of times before where players outperform when they put on the colours for Nora because of all the, all the personalities that they're surrounded by so yeah exciting times I think yeah and three big games for them uh, to warm up as well for this championship again always the Norwegians and the Danes going hard beforehand facing each other and a couple of the other best teams in the world in Netherlands and Brazil in the Intersport Cup, I think they're calling it now the old Golden League or Golden League and Old Money, which uh, is going to be in the west of Norway uh, tonight as we're recording Thursday, Saturday and Sunday. So a good chance for them to get up to speed. And that's probably exactly what a, a team like that with quite a few new players coming in needs just before a championship. Yeah, and they'll be facing Denmark in the main round uh, in, in all likelihood as well. So uh could be... Uh it's always interesting to see these games before a tournament where you want to practice but not give too much away knowing that you're going to come up against the team you're facing uh, at some stage for a crucial game yeah you talked about uh, the players that are going to be missing for Norway some big names obviously uh, Veronica Christiansen Solberg Camilla Herum and Carrie Bratzett but of course there's more names missing from this Euro unfortunately we never like to see players missing uh, but some big names missing, uh, indeed, from, from some of the other teams. France, in particular, I think one that could be key for them is Laura Glozer, who's out, uh, which in recent years may not have been the biggest deal in the world because uh, you had Amandine Lenoir, but now there's no more Amandine Lenoir. So all of a sudden, uh, losing Laura Glozer as well is uh, a bit of a kick in the teeth for them. And uh, we'll see how that, that impacts them in the long run, a team that whenever they are successful and they have been very successful over the last few years it's been based on defensive output mm-hmm. and when you have it maybe now your top two goalkeepers from the last five six years not available 
that uh, could be pretty tricky for them. Big opportunity for Cleopatra Darlow. But maybe yes. we'll see a, a big, uh, maybe an Arpad Sturbeck style comeback mid-tournament. From Leno? From Leno. <laughs> it would be exciting stuff. But yeah, I feel like Cleopatra Darlow will have a lot resting on her. Um, which is not a bad thing, but often she's been the one to come in and, you know, be the impact goalkeeper, yeah, be the second people. keeper, and now uh, expected to do the business for eight matches uh, on the run to the potential medal. So, who else have we got, Brian? Karina Pintea will be missing for Romania, and I think that's going to be uh, a, a big loss for them on the line. She's out with a with a hip injury, and we've seen her obviously memories of her from the last Euro playing uh, pretty incredibly. So that's a uh, no, that's a, that's a big loss for her for that whole central part of the Romanian attack. Um, which we've seen with linking up with Christina Niago has been key for them getting results over the years. So that's a big loss for them. Croatia, well, we spoke about them in the last podcast. Uh, Chimila Mitrijevic, who's out, that was that was guaranteed. A player who was kind of on the edge for them uh, was Diana Milosavljevic, who is out as well. So another backcourt player uh, missing. So basically, we're all set for them to get a medal, I think. This is exactly what happened two years ago, so... More players being injured, and uh, it'll end up positively for them. Not looking so good for Hungary, though. Yeah, Noemi Hafra uh, had a bad knee injury, so she definitely won't be featuring, and that's a, a huge loss of their youth potential and uh, really up and coming star. So that's a, a massive loss in the uh, in the backcourt there for for Hungary. Sengafodor is going to be missing also from the wing, so a solid player there on the wing too. So, yeah, it's difficult to know how what kind of hungry t- hungry team we're going to see turn up on the first day. Denmark's Mia Rai, who has been brilliant whenever she's had a chance to play for Denmark in recent years. Uh, just a recent injury for her as well a couple of weeks ago. So she's been uh, replaced by Michaela Muller, but, yeah, it feels like there'll be a, a big big gap in the kind of dynamic Danish attack. Yeah, hard to know exactly what we'll see from them now. Uh, Christina Jorgensen has moved to Mets, so she's playing Champions League regularly now. They still have you know, a good team in there with Annemette Hansen, left-back, maybe Jorgensen, centre-back, and uh, Louise Borga at right-back, uh, or Meta Tramborg as well, but maybe lacking a bit of depth and a little bit of the you know small and speedy players. They've got powerful and, and tall and, and long range shooters but maybe missing a little bit of the the trickiness and of course Lois Abing is going to be still be out she's still out with her pregnancy so that's a obviously a big loss for the Dutch backcourt someone who's always in the highlight reels each Euro as well with her amazing uh, backcourt shooting so that's a, a big loss just for the Euro in general because she's always a good one another key one for the Netherlands is uh, Tess Vester um, mm. who is uh, pregnant at the moment, so not available for the championship. Uh, I think she's always key for them in, in every championship. And uh, again, another highlight reel player, whether she's making uh, amazing one-on-one saves or incredible f- face saves. So um, a big miss for them. And Danica Snelder missing for the Netherlands as well. So could be a few uh, younger players stepping up for the Dutch this time around. It probably leaves a lot of gaps for new players to rise, which is a positive note we'll finish on, I think, there. Yes. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> we'll see how those young players fill in now over the, the weekend as they all play the test matches before the Euro. I'm going to speak more about them and bring you a couple of live shows next week, just before the championship begins. Beginning on Tuesday evening, 
We're going to be live on the Home of Handball Twitch uh, with a very special guest. We can't exactly reveal who that, who that is yet, or it might jinx it. And then on Wednesday night, we just before we head off to the Euro, we're going to do the big score prediction <laughs> podcast. Hopefully not three and a half hours. This We'll try and keep it a bit shorter. We'll have some interesting guests and experts from all around Europe joining us for that as we look through each and every game in the preliminary round of the Euro. But until then, thank you, Brian. Thank you. And thank you, Alex. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye. 